When we go fishing for people, we don't just stop in our neighborhood. The power of the Spirit of God enables us to the very ends of the earth with a deep desire to see people get hooked on Christ. Join us today as we wrap up our series called Hooked Right Now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Venture Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. I am your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And you know what? Uh, We just have a saying here that we believe that God has placed you uh, on this podcast, listening to this episode for a reason and a purpose. Um, We don't know what that is, but God does, and we're praying that God will show you what that might be today. Hey, welcome to the last week of our Hooked series. Uh, it's not about pirates, in case you're wondering. Uh, I've had to mention this every week. Uh, somebody's made a comment or something that, is this a series about pirates? No, it's not, okay? Uh, what we've talked about is the kingdom net and the invitation to follow Christ. And we know the kingdom net represents the gospel, and the invitation is meant for everybody, for all people. As fishers of people and followers of Christ, we ultimately want everyone to get hooked uh, on Christ is what we want them to get hooked on. As the Apostle Paul says to his young apprentice Timothy, God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And if God wants all people to be saved, then what does this mean for all of us fishermen as we follow Christ? How far will the journey take us and, and how committed are we to spreading the net out to the further, furthest reaches of humanity? So as we wrap up this series, I'm excited to tackle these questions and, and leave you with some awesome encouragement straight from the mouth of Jesus, all right? So let's dive in today. Because amazingly, Jesus told the first disciples it was better for him to leave them than to stay and minister with them. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is recorded as saying, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. As we know, Jesus was referring to the Holy Spirit. And so in our main passage for the day, Jesus elaborates further about his divine helper the disciples were to receive. And so I would love for us to read it together. Here's what it is. It's from Acts 1, 7 and 8. Here's what he says. Jesus says, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus is saying the Spirit will empower them to be witnesses. And that word witness conveys the idea that the disciples will be able to give testimony of Jesus to others. And this is what we are going to talk about today on this episode, is how to be a good witness. Okay, And we're not going to just do this just for a few people but literally to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Good witnesses will minister to others close to them, near to them, and far from them. 
The kingdom net is able to stretch to the very ends of the earth where every last person needs to hear the gospel invitation. And this leads to our first step in being a good witness. If you are ready for this, we, are, we want to witness close, near, and far. We want to witness close, near, and far. For those first disciples, Jerusalem would have been their city and included their neighbors, their local bakery, butcher, banker, salon, whatever, right? It was more a personal call to bear witness about Christ and and share the good news with those immediately around them. So think about your neighbors, your favorite coffee shops, your local grocery store, you know, those types of things. When you think about those who are close to you, these are the people in your immediate sphere of influence. And these are the first places where you can think of spreading the net and extending the gospel invitation. Judea and Samaria were neighboring cities and, and people groups. These, these people, people were a day's journey, uh, more or less, uh, away from Jerusalem. This is the level of people who are near to you that need a gospel invitation. And think about the places you go when you travel or the domestic mission trips you've served on. Think about other nonprofit groups who, can, who we can serve outside of, of our own churches and other causes that are important to you. And if you cannot personally be involved in any of that, uh, how can you support these groups and their efforts? Well, you can commit by giving or you can commit to prayer, right? The ends of the earth are representative of people who are way out of our normal reach, right? Far away, different countries, continents, ethnic groups. These are people who also need a gospel invitation. These are also people who you and I have already been empowered to witness to. It might not be face-to-face, but could be through some international mission group or, or a nonprofit. You know, uh, in our church, you, could, you can use a, a couple examples uh, how that could look locally in your church. You know, for us, um, we have a serve board. Uh, maybe in your church, you have an opportunity where you can serve in some places, like a welcome team or a hospitality team or, you know, landscape team or whatever, where you meet new people and, and you might even be able to share the gospel with them, right? That could be your Jerusalem in your church. Maybe, uh, maybe your church participates in some kind of, um, you know, non- other nonprofits, some kind of outreach. Like we, we par- participate in a local food bank program where we collect foods every month and then we also go and serve uh, and at their mobile pantry here and there. You know, uh, they don't do it every month and so we go when, they, when they're open for that. Uh, that could be your, your Judea or Samaria, right? It's, it's not too far away, but it's not at your church, right? You could do something like that. Or, or maybe your church offers an annual or every other year type of international mission trip that, that you could participate in, right? That would be the ends of the earth opportunity for you. The things to remember with all of this is that we are all so very different in our passions and the causes that move us to action, Our differences are beautiful and God-given, but it's also important to remember that we have the same goal. We all participate in the spreading of the gospel net, which leads us to the second step of being a good witness, and that is that we have to understand we have different gifts, but the same goal, right? We understand that we have different gifts, but we have the same goal. Have you ever thought life would be so much easier if everyone were just like you? Have you ever thought of that? Or maybe you've had the opposite revelation where life would be just so bland and flavorless if everyone were exactly the same, right? Well, whatever you think, diversity is a reality. And not just a small thing, but a God-ordained and a designed fact of life, right? A fact designed to be a blessing and not a curse. 
You look differently than others. Think differently. Feel differently. Respond differently. You are immersed in diversity every day of your lives, and it's all for the glory of God. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. The Lord is working in and through our diversity, and it's all for the common good. Of course, this good includes things like loving others, forgiveness, reconciliation, justice, and service. But the primary goal of all believers is to spread the kingdom net and share the gospel invitation with others. And part of our diversity is our unique gifting and ability to be a part of God's plan. And here's what the Apostle Paul says this time from Romans 12, 4 through 8. He says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophecy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. But if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. See, whatever your gifting is, he says do it to the best of your ability. It's all needed and necessary in the kingdom. And frankly, if we're going to spread the kingdom net to the furthest reaches of humanity, we're going to need everyone with all their diverse gifts and abilities that are involved. The job is too big and and too difficult for any one of us to try and accomplish alone. In fact, without each other, we we don't stand a chance, right? The good news is we have each other and Christ. And he isn't going anywhere, which leads us to the third step of being a good witness is know he is with you. Know that Jesus is with you. As the gospel of Matthew comes to a close, Jesus gives the disciples some very specific instructions. Throughout history, the section I'm referring to has come to be known as the Great Commission. And in it, Jesus gives the disciples some parting instructions, which interestingly sounds a lot like what we've been talking over about for the past few weeks. Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus tells the group of disciples, many of whom are the very same fishermen he turned into fishers of man, to essentially spread the kingdom net, extend the gospel invitation, make disciples of all nations to the very ends of the earth. This has been and continues to be the message of Christ to his gathered people, his church. And what I love about this passage from Matthew 28 is how he ends it. And he says, and surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Instead of kicking us out of the proverbial nest and and hoping we survive, Jesus commits to, to traveling with us, right? And not just for a moment or a week or a month or a year. He's going to see it through to the very end of this age. 
He is with us for better or for worse all the way to the end. What an amazing promise from the king. And I don't know of a king or another leader who is more devoted to his people than, than Christ. So when he says, go make disciples, when he sends the spirit to empower us, when he promises to be with us to the end, I don't know about you, but I'm hooked, right? I'm ready to walk off the boat, drop the nets and run after Christ. I, I know it's not going to be easy and I can't promise you any different, but I can tell you it's the greatest adventure that you'll ever go on. It'll take you places you only dreamed of and never thought of, right? The, the mountaintops and the valley lows, all of it for the glory of God. So if you're ready to give or recommit your life to Christ, and if you're committed to spreading the, spreading the kingdom net and extending the gospel invitation, if you're committed to those close, near, and far, let's go fishing. This concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. This also concludes this series called Hooked. Hey, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I know I did. Uh, I hope you'll join us next week as we have a guest speaker. A friend of mine, Adam Taylor, is going to come and, and share with you guys for the next week. And then uh, two weeks from today, we will be having a new series called Bad Advice. I'm looking forward to it. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Chandler Acres Ministries, or you'd like to become a patron, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.